Welcome, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first official podcast for the Mark Out Loud podcast right here on Spotify. And I have a very special guest all the way from Arkansas, and his name is The Real Garland. And we're going to review AEW All Elite Wrestling Revolution pay-per-view right here on Spotify in death in its entirety no scripts straight from the hip folks and we hope you enjoy it so real garland uh why don't you introduce yourself to the fans hey everybody um you know i'm just a very very long time wrestling fan uh, i've been re- watching wrestling since um ooh, way back i'll say about 93 but i'm you know i'm very knowledgeable and um you know i just hope y'all I hope y'all enjoy the podcast, and it's, uh, it's an honor to be on here with you today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate you taking your time out of your busy schedule and uh, joining me here on my official first podcast for to review AEW. Um, so let's get right into it. But first, I want to thank uh, the Anchor app for letting me allow or letting us allow to do this podcast. So, folks, if you are into podcasts or into recording or anything like that, go over to the Play Store or your iTunes store and uh, download the Anchor app. It's A-N-C-H-O-R. And uh, it is a really great tool to use to record anything that you feel. And also, um, we want to thank Spotify for letting us allow having this opportunity to record this podcast and broadcast this great wrestling content that we're about to do. So let's get right into it. And don't forget, folks, about the $20 gift card giveaway and our major announcement for other giveaways and uh, later on on this podcast. Um, so the first match that happened on the pay-per-view, Garland, was Dustin Rhodes versus Jake Hager. What, what was your thoughts on that match? Well, my, my thoughts on the match is um, I would say that it didn't do too much, but it 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 basically the match went like it needed to go, you know, um, people se- seem to forget that, you know, everybody's worried about, um, Dustin Rose age, but they seem to forget at the end of the day, he's about six, four, six, five. So you have two big horses going at it. Um, you know, um, you know, two big bulls going at it. Um, I, I love the ending. I love the fact that, um, um, Jake Hager's um, MMA um, background, you know, his well, his current background is um, being used currently on on TV. The match, uh, like I said, it was it was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't spectacular. It it was enough to it was a, a good opener. I'll put it that way. Sounds good, man. I I agree with you. Two big horses going at it. Um, and don't forget, this was Jake Hager's wrestling debut for AEW. Um, I know he already made his debut, but he hasn't wrestled yet. And this was his wrestling debut, um, going against Dustin Rhodes. Um, both were very good storytelling because if you remember back in October, where Jake Hager um broke Dustin Rhodes' arm in that limousine um segment. It w- that was good storytelling um, because they were doing it again during the match. Um, they took the match outside, and you know Dustin Rhodes still has it, man. So Dustin Rhodes is a veteran in the business, and uh, he's been wrestling for what 20, 25 years now, and mm-hmm. he still he still got it. 
Yeah, he definitely still got it. And um, I love I, I, a lot of people probably frown upon this, but I love how uh, I believe that was Hager's wife that was at ringside. I love how his his girl got involved into the whole thing. Um, you know, just just for a little bit, not too much, you know, not too much spotlight, but enough to make things interesting. Um, and um, um, yeah, that's what I love about AEW. And you know, there's detractors and stuff for AEW, but the one thing they never seem to give them credit for is the fact that they are are great with their storytelling. There's never really any logic gaps or anything like that with AEW. And you know, this open that that match proved it. That match proved it. And I that's that's one thing I will say I was definitely a fan of is is the fact that they're they're able to um put the story out in the match, unlike other wrestling promotions. I'm not gonna say no names, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh we're not here to bash any wrestling companies. But um yeah, I agree with you on that as well. Um the it was great storytelling, as I said, um, especially with the arm spots that they did in the match. Um, you know, uh, it's not your traditional AEW uh, super pa- super fast-paced match. It was your traditional, methodical, old-school style, you know, and uh, I love that. Um, but I was going to say something about Jake Hager. What else has he done besides be Jericho's bodyguard? I mean, I like Jake Hager, but he hasn't done – Nothing much, and uh, hopefully this is uh, this is something that's going to get him going in AEW. I do see that he could potentially be a big star in the company, and right now I'm thinking, you know, he's just he's just you know playing his role, so to speak, right now. You know, he's he's the muscle of the inner circle. He's he's the um, almost silent type. Um, and I believe he's going to break out. Not currently. We, you know, we can't really see it in the near future, but, you know, I'll give us some months and I, I feel like he's going to break out on his own. Um, and, you know, ever since he, you know, been on, been back on the Indies, I love how he's incorporating, you know, uh, the fact that he does MMA into his matches. I love that. I love that fact. It, it brings a whole new dimension to him compared to when we've seen him on the grand stage of WWE. Um, but I, I feel like he's going to break out eventually, man. I believe it's going to happen, like I said, probably not as soon as people would want it to, but he's he's going to break out. I believe so as well. Um, like I said, I he hasn't done much besides be the bodyguard, and I agree with you. He is the muscle of inner circle, and um, that is his role but I'm glad that he's finally getting to wrestle and showing what he's got um, because I think Jack Swagger can be a breakout star and also become a W world champion someday. But um, overall, this match was pretty good. Um, Jack, Jake Hager with the submission finish and overall, I give it a three to five stars. I think I have to give it about a three. Um, I give it about a three. Like I said, it's a solid opener. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just pointing out the positives I love about it. It's a solid opener. I love the old, old school style. Um, I'm, I'm a, and it's kind of one of the reasons why I'm a fan of AEW. AEW gives you a little bit of everything. Um, and I love when they do anything old school based, you know, in, um, all elite wrestling. Um, I know it's a little too early to talk about it. I would, I would kind of, I would love to see Hager go up against Archer. 
you know. Um, I was thinking every, that too, man. I was thinking that too. <laughs> I love to see those two go out. I believe they'll just have a car crash of a match, and I'm all for it. They'll, but I think I think I oh sorry to interrupt you, brother. I think um, you know. I think it'll be similar to the match that um, Hager had with Dustin, but I think it would be more physically demanding. I would love to see those two go at it. Oh, we'll see what happens, man. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, Lance Archer debuts soon. Hopefully, coming up, um, I'm thinking maybe he'll be a part of that War Games, which they uh, which they plugged right after the match. That War Games called Blood and Guts. I'm pretty excited for for that. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be tuning in for that as well. I'm excited. All right, so let's move on to the second match of the card. Um, Sammy Guevara from Inner Circle um, versus Darby Allen. That match started off with fireworks. I mean, Darby Allen coming off with a suicide dive to start the match. Very, very fast-paced action early on. Um, the action outside of the, outside of the um, ring was great. And then Darby Allen almost killing himself doing another suicide dive. Oh my God! I thought he almost died right there, Carlin. But see, that's why I'm. A, that's why I'm a. I'm a huge fan of Darby Allen. I've been watching him for for a few years now. You know, prior to him signing with um, All Elite Wrestling, um, Darby Allen. What I like about him is his intensity. I mean, how can you not be a fan of his intensity, his drive, his his passion? Um. And, um, you know, like I was mentioning earlier about the balance of AEW, you know, different from the first match, you know, they came out swinging, you know, for the fences, you know, with that the suicide dive at the beginning of the match. Um, Darby's like, all right, I'm finna just go ahead, go in here and take care of business. And I, I love the fact that 630, that 630 Dude, to the... Yo, I was going to mention that next, that 630 splash. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I was going to announce this later on in the podcast, but I can't help myself. We're going to do a segment each and every single uh, review we do here. It's going to be called the Mark Out Loud Moment of the Pay-Per-View. And that was my Mark Out Loud Moment of the Pay-Per-View, the 630 splash from Sammy Guevara to Darby Allen on the outside of the ring through a table. That was completely insane. I I enjoyed it. I got I got to concur. I know I'm supposed to possibly have a different different uh mark out mark out moment, but I couldn't help but mark out over that. I mean that is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Anytime, anytime anybody does like just a a regular six thirty splash in the ring still wows me. But the fact he did it to the outside putting Darby through the table was just my. You how, how can you not mark out over that? I mean it's. That- that spot that was, was that spot was incredible, man. That I couldn't believe he did that. Um, putting his life literally on the line. I I gotta say, overall with the match, I I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, you know, I am kind of sad that Guevara took another L, but you know, right now, man, Darby Dar- Darby is gonna have a breakout year this year. Dude, Darby, Darby Allen is so over right now. Um, he's over with the kids. He's over with the grown um, folks. Um, both these guys honestly have bright futures 
in professional wrestling, not only in AEW, but professional wrestling as a whole. And um, I, I loved how uh, Darby Allen came out with the win. It was a great match, and I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there, I'm there as well. I'm giving it a 3.5. Um, like I said, a great change of pace compared to the opener. You know, two young, hungry, two young, hungry guys firing on all cylinders going, going at it. And I enjoyed it, man. And um, I can't wait to see, um, you know, the the heights that both Guevara and um, Allen can reach in um, AEW. And, you know, it's, it's going to be an exciting year. I'm excited for both of them. Um, I am going to say, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I'm kind of sad about Guevara taking another L. I feel like out of everybody in the inner circle that he's kind of getting the short hit the stick because he keeps taking L's. But, you know, it, it's going to turn around for him. <laughs> I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Both guys got, a, like I said, bright futures. I can see them both as champions. And I and if AEW brings a mid-card title down the line, I can see those guys going for the, that belt. Same here. So real quick, I want to plug uh, our Twitter page. Um, we just made our Twitter page today, actually. It's at MarkOutLoudPod. I'll spell it out for you folks. It's at M A R K. O-U-T-L-O-U-D-P-O-D. So go to the Twitter page and uh, follow our page over there for exciting news and content over there as well. Um, so go to Twitter page, at Mark Out Loud Pod. And also Facebook page, just type it in, folks, Mark Out Loud Podcast, and follow us right here on Spotify. So let's move on to the third Match of the night for AEW Revolution, which was my favorite match of the night. The Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Garland, give me your thoughts. Instant classic. I mean, th- those are the two words to describe it. It's instant classic. Um and I actually kind of – I was going to kind of go on a mini rant about this match because I wanted to go on a rant to all the people out there that are not fans of the Young Bucks in particular because they said these guys, you know, all they do is spotty, spot, 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 spot fest. But these guys shown that they can tell a story in a ring too. And the match overall was just phenomenal. It was amazing. Um, you know, I'm I'm giving it a four and a half. The reason why I'm deducting a half of a star is because um, there's several moments in the match where I felt like it should have ended. I, I understand agree. They to, I, I, I understand they're trying to build up to the finish of the match, but still, they did a lot to get there that was kind of overkill in a way. But other than that, though, I mean, I enjoyed the action in the match. There, it. It was nuts. Those four, those four guys killed each other in that match, and um, I am kind of surprised at the result of the match. I'm surprised that Hangman and um, Omega retained the tag titles, but um, I'm old school in my uh, fandom in a sense that I love a good slow build towards something. So I mean, with the result of the match, all that 
all that does is get me excited to see what's going to happen next in that whole entire saga. So I, I can't frown on the the result too much, especially if it's going to lead to something um, that's going to shock the world. So um, I enjoyed the match. And like I said, the only reason I'm, I'm deducting half a star is because there's points and times where the match should end it. Let me give you my thoughts on this match. I'm going to go on a rant myself. Um, Fast-paced match by the Young Bucks. Um, Hangman Page and doing some heelish work in this match. Um, like you said, um, teasing that that turn, teasing that, that, that tension between the Young Bucks, Omega, and Hangman Page. Um, Young Bucks nailing all their traditional moves in the match. And Omega taking a lot, a lot of punishment after, and especially after that 30 minute Ironman match he had prior on Dynamite with with uh, Pac. Sorry, I was going to say Neville. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> with Pac on, on Dynamite. And never mind about that match, but I can't believe Omega can do just another classic battle in a tag team match. Um, and Hangman Page was doing his thing too. He was doing his his doing his his moves in the match. A lot of near falls, um, a lot of big big spots in the match. Um, not a lot of not a lot of flippy stuff like you said. Um, and the young bucks told a great story, as did Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. I can't wait to see what they're gonna do with the Hangman Page teasing turning on Omega. Um, I think. I think honestly that Hangman Page might even get his own little faction going on after he turns down the road. I will say the perfect thing about the match um, was the fact that I believe the way they went about it was to throw everybody off. Because, like you said, during the match, the Bucks were doing some heelish work. You know, especially Matt. Especially Matt was really, really doing some heelish work. And even the, you know, the the ending segment, the ending segment, and I know you caught it too, where he grabbed onto the rope and acted like he was going to, you know, give the buckshot lariat to Kenny after the match. I mean, that that right there is is genius in a way because now it places a, a sense of doubt in the mind of the smart fans that think they know how this is going to end up. So I got to give him credit on that because now this, like I said, this leaves the door open for anything, you know, possibly happening in this whole entire saga. I I completely agree with you, Real Garland. I, I definitely agree with you on that. And I give this match a four out of five. You gave it a four and a half out of five, but let me explain why I gave it a four out of five. And that was because there was a lot of, a lot of false finishes towards the end. Like you said, um, a lot of times where I thought the match should have ended, and it went on, and it went on five minutes too long for me. Yes, yes, yes. I I, I definitely agree there. Um, it's just um, I'm trying to remember. There was a point in time in the match where the match should have ended. Um, um, it would have been symbolic. I'm not gonna lie. It would have been symbolic. If the Bucks would have got the pin Omega after they hit um, um, that du- that double Kamagoi, uh, what did they call it? The Golden um, Dang, I can't um, think of the name. It's okay. It's it, okay, man. 
But you know, when they hit when they hit um Omega with um his and Kota Ibushi's um finisher and Omega kicks out, I'm like, oh okay. Now this is going on too long than anticipated. And I thought that's I thought that's how the match was gonna end, really, was after that move, because I'm like, all right, that would have been symbolism that they used uh one of Kenny's own moves to defeat him. But right. you know, other than that, like I said, the match was amazing. Um, Matt, one of the best tag team matches we'll see probably see all year. You know, just in the month of February, so we can't really, you know, speak too soon on it. But so far, that's that's up there. It was probably the best pay per view I've saw I've seen um, this year. Like you said, it's only been what two or three pay per views so far this year, so we can't really judge about exactly. pay per views in twenty twenty yet. But um, mm-hmm. overall, like I said, four to five stars. Great tag team match with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega retaining the titles. And we'll see where that, where it goes. So let's move on to the fourth match on the card um, for the AEW Women's World Championship. Um, Chris Thatlander versus Nyla Rose, who's the women's champion. And my thoughts on this match... Uh, I don't know, man. Kind of sloppy. Kind of sloppy. I was, was going to say that too. Both competitors uh, were kind of off the, tonight, um, that night. Um, they recover a little bit here and there, but for the most part, it was kind of sloppy. Nyla Rose was um, sort of don- dominant in the match, um, but Statlander was not her usual self. It, something was off. Something felt off with Statlander at Revolution. Um, Nyla Rose, everyone knew she was going to retain. I mean, she just became champion, you know, so can't expect yeah. her to lose so yeah. so early on. And I give this match a two and a half stars out of five just because of the sloppiness and didn't seem like uh, they were trying hard enough. I, I'm going to give it, I'll probably give it a 2.25. Um, like you said, it was very sloppy. Um, you know, could it could be multiple factors really when it comes to those two. Um Stanland, I kind of got give her a minor pass because we gotta remember she ain't been in the business too long. I think she's only been in the business for about about two years. So it could be a combination of that, pay-per-view, um, nerves. You know, she's worked mostly indies. That's probably the biggest crowd she's ever worked in front of. You know, um, at the same time, though, Nala's been on that stage, um, you know, on her on, on her side of things. Nala's been on that stage, um, that big stage in front of 10,000 plus fans multiple times. And there's, that's kind of inexcusable on her end to kind of, you know, for the match to be sloppy. I'm not sure if those two ever worked each other before this match happened. So, I mean, it's um, there's factors that play into that. Um, you know, hopefully Statlander can bounce back. Um, um, Nyla is legit as far as um, her being the champion. I love it. You know, a lot a lot of folks out there that, um, don't like it, you know, for reasons. A lot of, a lot that, of controversy you know, out there for her being champion, for sure. Yeah, a lot of controversy, you know, stuff that we don't have to really detail on right now. But in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter, you know, 
um, as far as the controversy goes, because at the end of the day, this is professional wrestling. You know, Correct. professional Correct. wrestling has always uh, not only had a place to work and suspend your beliefs for one minute, but also at the end of the day, you know, um, the the reasons why people don't like her should, should be irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Now, um, I would love to see um, who Nala takes on going forward. Um, this is, and you know, this is nothing new to folks. Uh, if there was kind of a weakness in AEW, it would be the women's division. Uh, you know, a lot of people has been hard on the women's division. And I can understand why, because we expect um, we expect great wrestling all the way around. So um, hopefully, hopefully they, you know, the women's division can bounce back, um, you know, uh, in the coming weeks on um, on Dynamite, uh, you know, and hopefully Nyla has a has a, an opponent um, at the next pay per view. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the next pay per view is going to be uh, a, ain't it double or nothing? I believe so. Double or nothing in May, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I would love to see. I would love to see Nyla take on. There's a few people. I would love to see her um, go against Big Swole. I would love to see her go up against um, um, dang, I can't think of her name. Um, I, I want to see her go against Shayna. She's one of my favorites. She's underrated in AEW. Nobody really talks about her, but I think she's got a bright future. Um, the women's division, as you said, not that, not that great right now. Um, I think they're um, just, you know, trying to learn and, uh, you know, just learn the ropes and uh, trying to see what they can do with the women's division. Hopefully they bring in a couple more names. We'll see what happens. Um, but overall, like uh, like I said, this match was kind of sloppy. Two and a half stars. Um, not, my, not my best match. Not the best match of the night. Um, and hopefully they pick it up, you know. I hope so, too. So let's move on to the next match of the card, which was not my favorite match, but my favorite story. And uh, it was Cody versus MJF. And this match was very solid. Very solid match. Great storytelling. MJF is probably the best, if not the best, heel in AEW or professional wrestling right now. The guy has it all. And he's only 23 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm a little MJF, Mark. I'm not going to lie. But this guy is unbelievable. I love Cody as well. Cody is a great wrestler. He's came, he's came a long way. Um, both guys put on a hell of a show. Um, a lot of back and forth. Um, Cody doing his baby face thing. He's very over with the crowd. He's probably just as over as Darby Allen, if 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 I have to say so. I, I agree one hundred percent. MJF. I've been watching him. I remember when he debuted in CZW, and um, like this guy has, like I said, has it all. He know how he's a heat magnet. 
Okay. He know how to draw heat. Really. He's really a traditional heel. And I love it. I love it. I love the fact that he knows how to make you just hate him. And he, and he does it perfectly. Um, I agree with you that the match was solid. It was solid. Um, I'll give it a, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a three and a half because um, I was a I was a fan of the ending. Okay, I was a fan of the ending. I love the fact that the the um, that diamond ring came yes. into play. I love yes. that fact. I love that. I yeah. love to. I love when heels cheat to win. It means something. It shows that they're willing to do anything. Uh, a lot of a lot of heels don't do that nowadays, where they they use a weapon behind a behind the ref's back to win a match. And I love that ending. And I love that MJF went over. I really do. And the right decision happened. That's that I mean that that kid that kid is the future. He is. He's truly the future. Like you said, 23 years old. Uh, actually he's from the same he was trained by the same people that trained um Chris Statlander, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, I mean correct. it's 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 a lot with him and the fact that um that he's have shown this much growth now is amazing. And the thing that I like about professional wrestling nowadays is that there are a few prodigies out there. I considered him I consider him a prodigy. I consider Velveteen Dream um in NXT a prodigy because I think he's only 23-24. So we're starting to see a lot of young young talent in their early 20s show so much potential already. It seemed to be already knowing to do the right things in the ring and make the right movements and everything. And um, the sky's the limit for MJF. Um, I know there's a lot of Cody fans out there that's probably sad that um, Cody did win, but Co- this doesn't hurt Cody at all. Not at all. Um, Not at all. It makes him look even better. It makes a- And it also progresses the feud because I don't think this is going to be their last encounter. Oh no, not with that ending at all. Like you said, with the what the ending did, um, you pointed out that a heel cheating the win. That's like you said, that's sorely missing in today's wrestling. But the, what that also does is, like you said, it continues the storyline. It still made Cody look strong in the end because the heel had to cheat to beat him, so he still looks strong even in defeat. Right, because oh. Cody didn't. Right, because Cody didn't um, lose clean. So Cody yeah. wants that revenge. Cody wants to to get that win back, and that's going to continue their feud. I would love to see a solid, you know, three uh, trilogy with these guys. You, we, I'm pretty sure we both know the trilogy is probably going to end up in some sort of either stipulation match. I would love to see it go old school. I would love to see it end in the Buckhouse. You know what I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a first blood match because the, um, Cody Rhodes made MGF bleed in the match, which I loved. That was great. And that's my first time ever seeing MJF bleed before. And I, I would love to, I would love, actually, I would, I would like that better than a bunkhouse brawl. I would, I would like to see a first blood match between those two. Yeah, you know why? Because we can't see that in other promotions, but that's okay. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny, right? 
That's what we like to do here, folks, is have fun. Go follow us on Twitter, Mark Out Loud Pod, M-A-R-K-L-O-U-T-L-O-U-D-P-O-D, Mark Out Loud Pod on Twitter, Facebook page, Mark Out Loud Podcast, and the Spotify page right here, Mark Out Loud Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're not done yet, so don't leave. We still have two more matches. But before we do that, we have a major announcement right here on the Mark Outlaw podcast. Are you ready for it? I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. All right, man. So not even you know this because I didn't know nobody knows this that I'm gonna announce this. And this is major announcement. So this idea just came out of the blue for me because I love to talk about wrestling and I watch as much wrestling as possible on my free time. I do work a full-time job, folks, so don't think I'm a loser. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so does the Garland. He does work a full-time job as well. So I want exactly. to thank you again, Garland, for joining me here on the podcast. Um, so let me get to the announcement. The announcement is, if by April 4th, which is the day before WrestleMania, Saturday, April 4th, and I know you're going to WrestleMania, Garland, right? Oh, yeah, I'll be down there, man. I'm going to be down there in the thick of things. Um, talked to my friends earlier today. So we got we got the place down there, and um, I'm, just, I'm just counting down the days now. <laughs> yeah, I went to WrestleMania last year. That's where we met each other. Actually, uh, the day before WrestleMania at the Garden when we were watching New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Supercard. And that was a great Hell day. Yeah. And I, I want to mention, man, you, 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 man, you definitely made my night because, like, the people I'm sitting over there with right now didn't have no energy, man. You came over there, and I was like, all right, cool. I got somebody I could, I could kick away while we're watching the show because, man, I, I, like to, I like to be live at those shows. It's rare. For me to be able to go to a wrestling show, I'm in Arkansas, y'all. And the thing about Arkansas is we don't get too much wrestling down here like we used to back in the Mid-South days. So whenever I'm able to go to a wrestling show, I act a fool, okay? I act a plain fool. So um, You got to say that you mark out loud, bro. For real, I do mark out loud. I mark out loud <laughs> like crazy. And, um, you know, I had, I had a great time at the Garden last year. And um, I don't know if I'm going to L.A. next year, though. But, you know, this year, this year I'll be down in Tampa. I'm going to numerous indie shows, and I'm going to be at TakeOver, and I'm going to be at Mania as well. So I'm, I'm excited, brother. All right. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much for letting us know about that. Um, we're glad that you're going. I couldn't go this year, you know, because money's kind of tight right now. But enough about that. The major announcement, folks, is that if by April 4th, the day before WrestleMania, which is also NXT TakeOver, we're going to give away a $50 gift card. You heard that right, folks. A $50 gift card to Amazon if we get 500 likes by April 4th on Facebook. So all you have to do is share our page on Facebook, Mark Out Loud Podcast, and share, share, share. Tell your friends to like the page, 
and you'll be in the drawing for a $50 gift card to Amazon. I'm telling you, man, that's true. If I wasn't on the podcast, I probably would have ended myself in that. I don't want a $50 gift card for real. For real, I, I got some stuff on Amazon. I need to get. I need to get that fifty dollars to give me a long ways and to get some stuff off of there. <laughs> but for real though, everybody out there, share, share, share. Mark Out Loud podcast on Facebook by April fourth. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Garland. So let's continue with the rest of the card, and then we're going to announce our winner. At the end of the podcast for the $20 gift card giveaway for this month, where we did the 100 like uh, hundred like contest, and we smashed, we smashed that contest. We got 193 likes. Thank you so much for the support, ladies and gentlemen. We appreciate it. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. There's plenty more to come. Our next podcast, it will be... On Saturday, March the 7th, where I'm going to do predictions for WWE Elimination Chamber. I got to make sure I'm available that day. Oh, man. I got to make sure I'm available that day. You know, if if I'm able to, I'd love to be a guest on that show, too, because I'm going to have a lot to say. (laughs) I'm pretty sure after that show. We'll see, bro. We'll see. We'll see what's going to happen on on Saturday, March the 7th. That's going to be our Nets podcast right here on Spotify. Go follow us on Twitter, Mark Out Loud Pod. Go to Facebook, Mark Out Loud Podcast. Follow us on Spotify. Share our page. And 500 likes by Saturday, April 4th for a chance at winning a $50 gift card to Amazon. So let's move on to the sixth match on the card, which is the co-main event. It was Pac versus Orange Cassidy. And Real Garland, I want to hear your thoughts first. Um, There's people that shocked at um, the earring skill of Orange Cassidy. Um, then then there's people like us that is not shocked by it because we knew this guy, we knew this guy can wrestle, you know, we know that that's, I mean, that's the gimmick. He, 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 he's chilling, you know what I'm saying? He's chilling. He tried when he feel like he has to, um, and you know, he was still nonchalant a little bit in the match, but when he tried, he done some amazing things in there and that match was actually, I wouldn't even say surprisingly good. It was it was a great match. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It gave me a little bit of everything. And um, you know, the right person won. You know, we already we all knew Pac was going. We knew this. But we cannot deny the fact that Orange Cassidy is so over with everybody. I wouldn't be shocked. This is wild prediction here. And I want y'all to refer to this. I want y'all to refer to this. Um, today is what? March 1st, 2020. So I want y'all to refer to what I'm about to say next if this does happen. I can see Orange Cassidy one day become an AEW world champion. Are you serious? I am bold, I am bold in saying that. 
I'm bold in saying that. He's you, so heard, you heard it right here, folks. The real Garland is predicting that Orange Cassidy is going to become an AEW world champion down the road. And I want you to mark it on your calendar. March 1st, 2020, I said this. Now, I'm pretty sure people are going to be like, you out, out of your mind, all this and that. You're talking nonsense. You're crazy. No. I'm pretty sure the AEW higher-ups, which we already know, Cody, Kenny, the Bucks, they notice how over Orange Cassidy is. I can honestly see him getting this push one day, and he's going to become the world champion. Even if it's for- just for the fact that I feel like I feel like one day is gonna happen. Don't forget about Tony Khan. He's a higher up too, bro. Oh yeah, Tony Khan. Tony Tony Khan is so knowledgeable. That's what I like about him. He he knows what's going on. He hears the fans. I think it's gonna happen eventually. But back in reference to the match, I gotta give this match. Um, I I gotta give it a three. I gotta give it a solid three. I enjoyed it. Um. <laughs> This was a fun match. It was a fun match. Orange Cassidy doing his usual thing. Um, you know, he was a little nonchalant, like you said, in the match, you know, doing his gimmick. He's got to put it over, you know. Pac, he was very impressive doing his cool moves. Um, I love the fact that Orange Cassidy was showing off, you know. Um, I'm, I'm not a real big follower of Orange Cassidy. I, I just noticed him not like last year. Um, when I was watching Beyond Wrestling, which uh, which is a independent promotion in New yes. England, um, that's when I really first noticed Orange Cassidy, and he's funny. He's great. He's he's he has a great gimmick. He's over with the fans, like you said. He's like super over with the fans, and uh, he's a merch seller for sure. Like his merch sells. I see it all over the place every time. Um, uh, this match was fun. It was great. A lot of back and forth stuff. Orange Cassidy showing that he's got he's got it, and uh, I don't know if I agree with your prediction on on him becoming AEW World Champion. But earlier in the podcast, as I said with Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara, if they bring in a mid card title, I can see Orange Cassidy going for that. And I give this match three out of five with Pack winning with a submission. It was great. Um, Overall, cool, fun match. I got to give him credit for the placement on the card, too. I got to give him credit for that. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that I believe it was the next to the la- uh, to, it was the next to the main event. So, I mean, I got to I got to give him that. Um, and um, we'll see. Um, I've been watching Orange Cassidy for I've been watching them for years as well. First time I seen it was in Chicago. Um, well, actually, even before that was in CZW before he was, you know, truly Orange Cassidy. Um, uh, he was part of some weak uh, tag team called the, um, the New Jersey All-Stars. Uh, but when I started seeing the Orange Cassidy character was first in Jakara. And I've seen it. I see how it has evolved from then to now, because back when it was in Jakara, he did promo a little bit and stuff like that. But I think he figured out, well, if I'm going to be lazy in the ring, I'm going to be lazy when people talking to me, too. So um, it, it's genius. It's, it's hidden genius. And, and you, know, um, you know what I love about the <laughs> you know what I love about the match after the fact uh, when the match ended, 
when Lucha Brothers came out and uh, had at it with uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Express, I think that's going to be interesting down the road. Me too. I feel like the Jurassic Express. I feel like they're gonna uh, they're gonna end up becoming the top um, team in AEW. They're so over with everybody. I would love to see them become AEW World Tag Team Champions. So overall, three out of five for you as well, brother. So yep. that yep. Packers. Okay, cool, cool. Yep. And now, ladies and gentlemen. The main event of the evening for AEW All Elite Wrestling Revolution pay-per-view, it was the challenger John Moxley versus Le Champion, the world champion of AEW, Chris Jericho. We've saw this match before in other promotions, but I like this match in AEW for obvious reasons because they were more free to do what they wanted and say what they want um what they wanted in promos. Um, this overall story was great. I love the story um, leading into this match. I thought this match was very, very solid. Um, the right man won the match. I thought it was time for Jericho to drop the belt. Um, Moxley is is great. I, I love Moxley. I love the Moxley character. It's 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 awesome. Um, I love Jericho as well. He keeps reinventing himself in professional wrestling. The man's like, what, 50, 51 years old now? And uh, he's got it. He's still got it. He he still can go. And he still has the mic skills. And he, he's he got all that merchandise. Like, the guy is freaking smart. Um, that's why I love Chris Jericho. And Moxley is just a badass. So I thought overall this match was great. Moxley winning the championship. Four out of five stars. Great. Great main event. What are your What are your thoughts, Real Garland? I'm gonna give it a three point seven five out of five. Um, this is this. I think out of the, uh, everything that we discussed, I think this is where we have a difference of opinion. I felt like Jericho should have kept the title, um, but here's my reason. Here's my reasoning behind it, and I felt like, um. Jericho should re- retain by because of a debuting Lance Archer attacking Moxley. It would make all the sense in the world. This would tie in. This would uh, this would tie into what happened at Wrestle Kingdom um, with you know Moxley. If I'm not mistaken, took the United States title wait from Archer. If I'm not mistaken, or I could be wrong. I could be wrong. The uh, um, I'm trying to make sure. I, I think that's what happened. Because then I think uh, night, yeah, because then in night two, yeah, night two, uh, Moxley had to defend the belt against Juice, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yeah. I, believe so that I, felt, like that I felt like that would have helped as far as the storyline would have went. That would have been the continued storyline. Archer getting vengeance on um Moxley, because Moxley's still the defending IWGP United States champion. I felt like that, all right, you took my title from me, so I'm going to cost you this world title here. And I felt like, you know, I felt like it could have been a little bit of a longer run for Jericho with the AEW world title. I mean, he, he had the title for, for what, four or five months? That's not a bad yeah. reign. 
I mean, that's not a bad reign at all. I feel like there's more that could have been done with Jericho as champion. Um, well, we all know why he dropped the belt. It's yes. because he's going on tour with Fozzie. Exactly. But I don't mind John Moxley having the belt. I think he can he he can have a good run as well. Uh, I can see Jericho having a rematch um, probably in the next few weeks on Dynamite. Um, yes. Maybe during that um, Blood and Guts event. I believe it could possibly happen there to there. Now, if they plan, well, because I don't know, because they might mess around and have Jericho in the inner circle as a team in that that war game style match. That's true. That's true. I didn't so, think I about mean, that. There's, there's a lot of possibilities that can happen on that card there, but I believe it may mess around. And um, if my mathematics is correct. I think it's going to possibly be the inner circle versus the elite. I don't know how they're going to try to. I think that, my, ooh, realization. That's where the turn is going to happen. That is Blood where the guts. turn is going to happen. Yep. Blood and guts. At Blood and guts. That's where the turn is going to happen. They're going to somehow convince Hangman Page, the, the team with the rest of the elite, and that's where he's going to turn. That's my prediction. <laughs> All right, brother. We're just, this is not a prediction show. This is a review show. Stick with the program. <laughs> <laughs> but no, at, but, but back to the match, though. The match went down like it needed to. Um, I knew there was going to be a lot of uh, most uh, a lot of it taking place on outside the ring, just like it needed to. Um, you know, these two guys are uh, the match was not supposed to be pretty. That's what made it great. The fact that the match wasn't pretty. It ain't supposed to be train holes, all this and that. It's supposed to be two guys that have a dislike for each other going at it and doing whatever they can for the AEW World Championship. So I I enjoyed the match. Enjoy the entrance. You know, I love the look, I love the choir at the beginning of uh Jericho's um entrance. That was real, real dope. Um, but yep, 3.7. 3.75 out of 5 only because I felt like Jericho should have retained. But, you know, um, circumstances with him going on tour of Fozzie altered that result there. Sounds good, brother. So, overall, I give this pay-per-view a solid, solid, solid 3.5 out of 5. A lot of great matches. If you folks haven't watched AEW Revolution, I definitely recommend it. Um, we hope you enjoy this review. And now it is time to announce our winner for the $20 gift card giveaway. And his name is Aaron Taylor. Aaron Taylor, congratulations. We hope you message us on Facebook to claim your prize. $20 gift card giveaway to Aaron Taylor. And don't forget about our major announcement. If we get 500 likes, that's 500, 500 likes on Facebook, all you have to do is type in Mark Out Loud podcast 
share the page, like the page, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell your family members, tell everyone you know about the Mark Out Loud podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Mark Out Loud Pod. Follow us right here on Spotify. Our next show is on March the 7th, where we'll be doing a prediction show for WWE Elimination Chamber. Garland, do you have any last thoughts? Um, I kind of I have to give it about a I, I agree with you. I have to give it a you know the pay-per-view. Gotta give it about uh, a 3.5 out of out of five. Um, it was a very, very enjoyable pay-per-view, one of the best that I've seen all year so far, even though it's February. Um, I just want to take the time to thank you for having me on here as a guest. I had a great time on here doing a podcast. I was a little nervous, you know. It's the very, very first time really doing a podcast. But um, um, I had a great time, man. I had a great time. And um, I'm, I'm excited for you, man. And for all you listeners out there, continue to support my homie CJ Price here on the Mark Out Loud podcast. Thank you so much, Real Garland. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your thoughts. And any of you fans out there that know about professional wrestling, that watch AEW, WWE, NXT, or NWA, and want to have your thoughts listened on this podcast, message us. Let us know why you think you want a spot right here on the Mark Ella podcast. I'm your host, CJ Price, with at the Real Garland. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, folks.